0: Welcome to Agency for Agents, a podcast for real estate team leaders and independent brokerage owners looking to maximize profits, effectiveness, and gain freedom for their team and business. Your hosts, Christine Andreessen and Aaron Hendon have been running one of the most successful real estate teams in the Seattle area for more than eight years. They know building a winning team means finding ways to empower, nurture, train, and develop individual agents to discover their own power their own agency. On the podcast, Christine and Aaron interview thought leaders in real estate and personal growth to help you impact both your performance and your teams. We know it takes a lot, and leaders and brokers that crack that code reap the rewards of success greater than any they could ever achieve on their own. Right. All
1: right. Well, Jesse, we're right. so excited. We're so excited to uh be with you today. I know that you've been in real estate for quite some time. You've played a lot of different roles as a broker and a mentor, principal broker. I know you're the president of a three talents LLC. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's actually a small part of, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you've also, uh, you're the leader of Rich Agent Coaching and so many other things. You're the purveyor of all knowledge, my friend. And we can't wait to talk to you all things real estate today. So (laughs) thanks for being with us. Thanks for being with us. We would cheers you with some, yeah, right. We would (laughs) cheers you with something uh, a little bit nicer, but it's 11am. So we're doing coffee.
2: Welcome. And you see, for me, it's two. So what the heck? But oh, no, well, then there you go. You could, in fact, have yourself a little cocktail while we speak. Yeah, that's all right. Then uh, this Lord only knows what I might say, and you know that could be bad. So
0: exactly. And we are recording, so.
1: Oh yeah, and don't forget, we also right. went through click it. You know, we went through clickbait. So there's that today too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know how cool that we just get to sit here for a half hour and talk real estate and talk all the things that you love and are passionate about. Yeah. So, yeah, Aaron, go ahead. Oh, Aaron. I was
0: going to say, you know, I, let's just start at the beginning, Jesse. You know, I mean, you've been in the business for so long. What got you interested in real estate and what keeps you interested?
2: You know, it, it's always kind of funny when when people ask that question, because it's not like one of those really gee whiz, crazy answers of, you know, oh, well, you know, I was watching this. or But the truth of the matter is my father, uh, is who got me started in this industry. Uh, my dad's a pharmacist by uh, by training. And he always, I grew up always hearing, if you really want to be successful, you have to work for yourself. If you really want to be successful, you have to work for yourself. The problem was he never defined success. So what does that mean, right? But he got me interested in real estate early, uh, only because he was interested in real estate. He got his real estate license. The pharmacy then, kind of like it is today, uh, the pharmacist would work, gosh, three or four you know, full days from the time the store opens till it closes. And then they have two, three, four days off in a row. So he got his real estate license just as a way to have some additional income. Mm-hmm. What really intrigued him, though, was he read a book uh, by a fellow named Mark O. Haroldson. On uh, really investing in real estate, and so it's he was you know reading it and he was sharing it with me and he thought it was really cool, and so uh, we just started working towards buying a, a property based on you know, what Mark was talking about and some other people that we got introduced to through reading that book. So I've been in real estate since the early 80s. I actually had a mortgage company back in 81, but I was 16, young and dumb, didn't have a stinking clue.
1: You I think I closed one, maybe when two you were, When you were 16? Yeah. Oh. yeah.
2: It was called National Financial Network. It's actually registered at the courthouse. So if anybody doubts me, they can go check it out. Yeah. impressive. <laughs> um, well.
1: One of the things you said is you say you broke all the rules. That would be one of them, huh? Starting a mortgage company when you're 16.
2: Yeah. So
1: Where else did you break rules? What other rule breakers uh, or rule, wait, broken rules did you create?
2: (laughs) Well, I can't take credit for coming up with that one. Um, I've got a good buddy of mine who's actually not in real estate um, in St. Louis, St. Paul, St. Louis. He's in St. Louis. And, um, you know, he called me that referred because he, he, we just got to know each other. And it's like, well, what do you do? And I said, well, telling him what I did. And he said, uh, so you're like a semi-retired real estate broker, sold a hundred homes a year for six years in a row, right? I said, yeah, six years. And you broke all the rules and became a multimillionaire in the process. I said, now, I don't mean to offend your listeners. So I said, shit, Kevin, that sounded great. I'm going to steal that. I mean,
1: but <laughs> he I, started that laughing. But I did. <laughs>
2: he started laughing. I love it. But what he meant by that was <clears throat> I mean, I have been in this industry for a long time. I, I bought my first investment property in 83. In 89, my dad and I started Pioneer Realty. And for about the first 10, maybe 11 years, um, I was doing around 20 to 24 transactions a year, which is pretty respectable, mm-hmm. but I felt like I was going nuts, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, crazy. Um, my systems were all by default, no systems by design. It was all by default. You know, you fall into a habit and you just figure that's the way it, it's supposed to work, not because you've never thought about asking anybody else, just because that's how you've always done it. Mm-hmm never thought don't so the big challenge with real estate agents is that a lot of us unfortunately get our license we have people start asking us questions and so the next thing you know we get that big ego because well we should know we're in real estate they come and ask us questions and hey we actually know the answer because they're easy questions for the most part so because of that our ego kind of stops us from being willing to look outside of ourselves and learn. But for me, I got to a point, it was late 90s. Um, and I just said, you know, I, I got to figure this deal out. I mean, I got a third child coming. And um, the income was good, but I wanted a life, you know. And so I looked around and I, I read an awful lot, went to a ton of seminars, which most of them, most of the darn seminars, unfortunately, I know, I know y'all have been to these things. Mm-hmm. They kind of tell you, like, what to do, but not how to do it. So you leave taking all kinds of notes going, this is great. You know, oh man, it's awesome. And you get back and you start to get your notes and go, what the hell, how am I going to, I'm not sure. So after a few years of that, <laughs> I, you know, I was listening to seminars on, uh, on tape. Yep. They have mm-hmm. these things called cassette tapes I remember, back in the uh, late nineties. I,
1: I still have the books that open up with like the 12 tapes. Uh, yeah, the yep, yep.
2: Yep. Got them. Got them.
1: Yep.
2: Absolutely. I got them. Yep. 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 So some of them are stretched (laughs) out pretty bad because I've listened to them so many times. But anyway, so I started to, and and I've hired coaches. Uh, I, gosh, I guess I've probably had, gee whiz, in the past 21 years, I've probably had, I'd say at least, I mean, gosh, at least 23 different coaches, uh, probably more. So you know, it's one of those things that I'm a big believer in. And I mean, right now I'm in two different mastermind groups and I have guys and gals that will have absolutely no compunction about kicking my butt. Mm -hmm. But the breaking of the rules was when I was heading towards creating a team when teams were still kind of a new concept. And so after three years of actually getting involved in a coaching program, I hit 100 transactions in the first year, but it was a small team. It was just me and one other buyer agent. So we were very, very efficient. I didn't realize we were as efficient as we were uh, until much later. It's interesting when you look at teams and you look at all the numbers of transactions they do and -hmm. divide that by all the the people that are out there on the team listing and selling, you're like, well, that's not a lot of production. You only
1: did seven transactions, right? Thank you. Right.
2: right. Well, I, I did 13. Yeah. Good for you, you know. I did that much last month, yeah. so you know it is interesting. But where that breaking of the rules came from is I chose with one of my last coaches. He loved playing games, and it was a really cool class that he had. It was a six month deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It was a thousand dollars a month. I had to send him five one thousand dollar checks in advance, made out personally to him. He called those severe accountability factors. And the way it worked is at the beginning of the month, he would match us up with somebody else in the group and they would, you know, we would hold each other accountable. And this was on persuasion. So he would give us a sentence structure. We had to write uh, 10 sentences every day, Monday through Friday, send them back and forth to each other. We also had to, at the beginning of the month, determine how many listings we were going to take, how many sales we were going to make. And if we wanted to add other stuff in, we could do that. Miles ran, weight lifted, you know, whatever. At the end of the month, we check in. And if we didn't do our sentences, he'd cash a check. If we didn't take the number of listings we said we were going to do or make the number of sales we were going to make, he'd cash a check. Love Love that daggone class. I loved it. I repeated it for a second time. It was awesome. And somewhere during that second, I said, Matthew, I got an idea. He goes, what's that? I want to play a game. He's like, oh, because he loves games. What's the game? I said, well, the rules are simple. I don't want to ever have to see the seller. I don't want to see the house. I want to list it at a price that I've chosen in advance, but I want them to, you know, I want to position it so they feel like they chose it, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. I want to list the thing at a full price, or excuse me, at that price and at a full commission, handle the entire transaction. And I want to create raving fans out of them so that they're actively every day looking for people they can send to me so that I don't have to feel like I'm begging for referrals. He goes, that's cool. How are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. (laughs) So it took about, you know, and this doesn't happen overnight. It takes a little while, but uh, I had gotten to the point where, let's see the last year and a half to two years, I had no team. It was just me and and one assistant. I was doing a hundred transactions a year. 40% of my listings were from playing the game. And uh, I was working about three and a half days a week. That's when it kind of dawned on me. It's it's really about efficiency. Yeah. It's about systems, the unsexy part of real mm-hmm. estate. Because what everybody wants to do is sell agents. They want to sell agents the, the whiz, bang, gee whiz, bright, shiny, Instagram trick, the mm-hmm. Facebook hack, the, you know, the whatever it is, the gadget, the gimmick. Well, the problem, though, is with Facebook, Instagram, well, same damn company, they can turn that off like that. And so for me, it's, I think basics makes all the sense in the world. Just go back to basics. And, you know, the honest to gosh truth of it is everything that I share with people is exactly what I did. I mean, it's, it's from all of the the policies, the procedures, the the systems, the techniques, the tricks, everything that I've learned is, since 1989, well, actually 83 till now is what I share with those folks that I, I coach. So that's where that broke all the rules, because, I mean, it's kind of cool when you you know, you don't have to go see anybody to list the home for sale. And the funny part about it was I have actually run into people a couple of times at other events and other locations. And people go, wait a minute, could you know, you you give your name when you're signing in or coming in or whatever. And they go, Wait a minute, you're you're Jesse Lennon? I go, yeah. Jesse with Pioneer Realty? Yep, that's me. Uh, And uh, you know, something else. And they go, oh, I'm so-and-so. You listed our home and got it sold for us. Oh, great. Everything working out okay? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, so It's just kind of cool when that happens.
0: That is very cool. And so just so people know, right? I'm just, I'm now really interested. Is that the kind of thing that you are, you included in your book, the irresistibleness? Is that?
2: Irresistibleness is more about very powerful persuasion techniques, language patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the notes from that course that I went through, It's Mm -hmm. you know, my my notes, which Mm -hmm. most of it's really almost verbatim. From that guy's class, but what you're going to get behind that is, uh, I think it's like 1,473, I think it is, sentences that I've written, Wow! Um, and so as a result of going through that, I mean, the truth of the matter is I was going to sign up for it a third time, but he quit teaching the class, and I think that's been, I want to say around 13 and a half, maybe 14 years now, I'd sign up for it again uh, in a heartbeat if he was doing it again. It, it, I
1: mean there's nothing like accountability right I mean that's I agree serious with you I'm, I'm, accountability yeah like it is when we
0: it sell is. the team to people you know when we're bringing people onto the team and they're asking what what's the value of a team that's my number one thing I mean that's how I doubled my business last year was the accountability to come out of the pandemic you know when things closed down and then things started to open up again without making promises every day I, I no way would i've made double my right. way. No Ooh, way, right. not making promises. What are what are you doing?
1: Well, it's not it's it's not only making the promises, but being someone who has such a relationship to your word that you don't want to fail. You don't want to be the guy that's cashing the giving away the thousand bucks. Oh, Aaron's done that too. Aaron's literally promised me if he didn't do something by a certain amount of time, he was going to donate money to a political party, not of his choice, right? We've played that game before, so I'm with
2: you. It makes a I'll difference. I'll tell you what we had done. We chose very similar, Aaron. I wrote a check for, I think it was like $500. Wasn't a lot of money, $500. And I wrote a heartfelt handwritten note to a real estate agent in the area that I really did not like. And to this day, I don't care for the fellow that much. But I was telling him how wonderful he is, how great Ah. this guy is, how much I really admired him. And I just want, look, here's $500. Give it to whatever charity you want. Cash it, spend it however you want it's yours. Thank you. So that was, I mean- I wrote the check in an envelope, a thank you envelope. And I put that inside of another envelope and mailed that to my partner so that if I didn't, she already had it just goes in the mail. There was another group though, that took it to a slightly different level. There was this fellow that that used to teach this class. Uh, He used to have really large events. I mean, it was like 1100 people or so in the room. Right. And so what another group that he was coaching uh, decided to do was for themselves and their own accountability, talk about accountability, race and the stakes between here and here, when the event was going to take place, if they didn't do what they committed to do, mm-hmm. whoever lost was going to get up on the stage oh before it actually kicked off and have to eat a can of cat food. Ah, and I'm like, oh, that just sounds horrible. That is horrible. You talk about accountability, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to be the guy or the gal on the stage with a fork and how somebody it's handed them a can of cat food.
0: And in, in that, someone's going to do it. That's intense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah very but, good. you know, the big challenge is you have to be willing to play full out and you have yeah. to be somebody of your word. You have to be accountable, totally. you know, and most people it sounds great and they're willing to pay it lip service, but they may not be willing to actually do it. Yeah. No. So obviously you guys uh, are people that are willing to play full out. And I applaud you for that. I really do because there aren't many people out there that are, I figured I'm the only, I'm only as good as my word. So I'm very careful 100%. with what I tell somebody I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it by, because I don't want to be the guy or, you know, that goes, ah, I couldn't do it. Now, sometimes crap happens and comes up, Yeah. you know, completely out of left field, but you have to let people know, Hey, here's what's happened. And I, and I'm going to be a little late for whatever reason. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. I mean, if you don't break your word every now and then you're not playing a big enough game. So At, if you, well, you've got to put it out there and then, you know, sometimes I'm going to fail, but I'm responsible for where I didn't do that. I'm responsible hundred percent right, right. in that one on me. And here's my new promise. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if the people watching this really want to endear themselves to their like they're going on the listing appointment to their prospect. Yeah. Um, one simple thing to do, which is going to seem odd. Yeah. But it really, it's amazing because it's very subliminal as to how it impacts the listener or the mm-hmm. the prospect. We've all been in that position where we're driving to that listing appointment. I mean, look, I only took forty percent of them without having to go see them. The other sixty percent, I had to go show up. Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes crap happens, and my goal was to always be a minimum of five minutes early because I figured if I'm not five minutes early, I'm late.
0: Totally.
2: With you. But sometimes crap happens, yep. and you get late, uh, especially nowadays because we didn't have GPS then. We had these big things called maps, you know, you're where right. you flip the page and it's got, never mind, I'll shut up. So, you know, you're heading down the road, something happens, you're late. Call that prospect, and it's a simple, simple script. You go, Hi. Mr. Hendon, look, this is Jesse. And, you know, with Pioneer Earth, and I know I've got an appointment to meet you today. And, you know, I am not in your driveway. I'm at the other end of your block and I'm heading to you, but I was caught up in traffic. I know your time is, is valuable. Do you still have time for us to meet today or should we reschedule? I'm heading in your direction. I'm just not there yet. Now, every time I've said that to people, they chuckle like, Why are you calling? Come on. You're five minutes. Come on. Right. Big deal. But I mean, I'm calling them before. Yeah, absolutely. And because it honors their time. And most people never think of it that way. It's all about themselves. It's about me. It's so good.
0: I never hear anyone else talk about that, but I do that all the time. And the funny thing is, my experience with that is, if it looks like I'm going to be late, and I communicate that it looks like I'm going to be late, Right. Like you can see, you can always, te- they're going to find out. So what are you hiding from? <laughs> right, right. Right. You're, you're going to be late. This isn't like something you're going to be able to hide. And every time I, it looks like, cause I live on an Island and the only way to get off the Island is a boat. There's no bridge. So, and the boats are. Unreliable at best. Yeah, they're not as reliable as I'd like. Okay. So sure. from time to time, you know, there's, you know, whatever. But every time I communicate that it looks like I'm going to be late, I would say 90% or better. I wind up being on time. And every time I don't communicate and I try and just race, I'm late. just being in communication takes something out of the space that allows for something to happen. I don't know where you are in the domain of magic, but (laughs) I am very much. Power
1: of intention.
0: Yeah, that integrity allows for magic Mm -hmm. and uh, something unforeseen to happen. So, yeah, Jesse, it's great that you said that because I think it's a really great lesson for people to teach their new agents.
1: In our line of work, Jesse, I mean, we are we are infamous yeah. for being late, right? One of the things that we do teach our agents is if you have a two o'clock appointment, you show up 10 minutes before, sit there, you get to check your phone. You're all caught up. You're not rushed. You're not crazy. You right. walk up to that door one minute before and you go, hi, Jesse, I'm Christine. We had a two o'clock appointment. It's two o'clock because the next guy's coming in for his four o'clock and he's going to show up at 410 and I just won. That's right. right.
2: Yeah. absolutely right. I
1: love, it. I love it. We're all on the same page. Now. And the people that show up at 410, they're like, what's 10 minutes? It's right. everything when it comes well, to your word.
2: But you see, they don't think about it like that. That's yeah. the challenge. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too, is when you get there, it doesn't matter one fuzzy rat's butt difference. What happened? The appointment before, if you got out and accidentally hit your knee with the door when you were closing it, if somebody ran over your foot earlier in the day, I mean, you know, if you're on the, like emergency room, get your foot band, yeah. you know, cast yeah. or something like that. Call, <laughs> you know, right. but that the reality of it is, when you show up, it's showtime. It really That's is. That's you know? they don't care why. So, yeah,
0: Jesse. You know, a lot of our, a lot of the people watching, a lot of the listeners are you know boutique brokerage owners, uh, small you know mom and pop brokers, team leaders like that. When you're working with a team leader, what do you say to them that Empowers them to empower others.
2: You know, really. When I first heard this, I thought to myself, "Well, that seems a little weird, but okay." The gentleman was doing is he was talking to to brokers,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: broker owners, because then remember now this didn't really have a lot to do with, with. We didn't really hear teams back then very often, right? Right. But the idea still applies, and what he said was, "If you will teach." your agents, Mm -hmm. what is effective, how they can be better, whether it's from the working with sellers, working with buyers, just plain business practices and business principles. If you can teach them, if they're always learning from you, Mm -hmm. they will stay with you because it's not about who, for most agents, it's not about who has the best split. A lot of people think that. Yeah, no. But he said, the reality of it is, is, are you really feeding them? Are they coming to you empty? And are you filling their cup, their vessel, their plate? I mean, however you want to think of it, that's up to you. But are you teaching them? And are they coming away, learning something, being a little better off? And I think he's absolutely right. So now I'm a little different than a lot of people. Granted, I'm a lot different than a lot of people. The reclusive part of it was because I never did the advertising. I never. Now, look, I did. At one point, I had a big ego. I mean, it would have been tough to fit it inside of my office building. I mean, I, you know, don't you know who I am? But the reality of it is nobody gives a fuzzy rat's butt. They really don't give a crap about you. They care about themselves. And so I had to get my ego out of the way. And I I just, I don't have an ego. So I didn't advertise. Nobody knew what it was I was doing to list and sell homes. They just knew they saw my signs everywhere. Hmm. So. You know, it was really about teaching the guy because I had I had two different buyer agents during the time I had my team, and I had two full time and one part time uh, assistant. Now we there was one lady that was with me for an exceptionally lengthy period of time. The others kind of cycled in and out, uh, you know, that role. But it was teach them. So if I'm learning something, some of my coaches are sharing with me something. I'm teaching it to them, and I wanted them to turn it in or turn it around. So take it take it from as an example, let's use the, those sentences that I wrote. A lot of those had to do with prospecting, right? Sure. So, and, and qualifying people and, and what I'm going to say at a listing appointment to answer or handle an objection or a question. Well, if that assistant, her role is working with people before it goes under contract, well, you need to write sentences and learn based on that. And you share your sentences with me I'll critique them. We can role play those kinds of things. Yeah. So, but it's just really it's get the ego out of the way. And a lot of people are very concerned. Well, if I teach them and they they wind up listening and selling more, they're gonna leave me, they're gonna go somewhere else. Mm. Flaw- flawed thinking. Yeah.
1: I think Aaron's gonna sell more than I I'm like almost out of production my own self. And there is nothing better than watching Aaron flourish and be produce me, right? I mean, who doesn't want to be outproduced by somebody that you are actually? getting up underneath. And now Aaron's doing it with all of our agents, get up underneath them. I don't know, Aaron, I don't know if you are yet ready for uh, somebody to kick your butt, but it's still kind of fun to watch them grow and grow and rock and roll. Right. Yeah. Awesome. I have a question for you. What do you think is one of the most important actions you take every single day that contributes to your success that you could actually pass on? to somebody who's building a team or building a brokerage or, uh-oh, I saw you look back.
2: <laughs> I was wondering got? where the heck, I no, I was wondering where I had it. So, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: No, you're perfectly right on. I thought that. I thought, oh, he's looking for something, something. And again, this isn't necessarily, we don't, When we were looking at the topic, when we were asked to do this podcast, one of the things we said is we don't want to be another podcast out there saying, here's how you sell 15 more houses a month. We really do want it to be inside of people having an abundant life. You know, you mentioned working three and a half days, right? right? Having the time to love your life and live a life you love and have a flourishing business and all of that at the same time. So my question to you is, what's one action you take every day that really contributes to that?
2: The truth of the matter is there's not probably just one, but I think the biggest one is in the mornings. There are five things that I, well, five things that I write down, three that I do every morning irregardless. One is a kind of a bonus if I can get it in. The other is for the afternoon. Okay. Uh, So the first is pray. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, The second is meditate. Yep. And then it, but it's not like the, oh and I'm burning incense. It's just a short, short meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I journal, uh, which is just kind of a review of what I did the, you know, yesterday, and then just kind of set up the next day. And then it's a reading exercise. Now, in addition to that, the one other, cause I write that down and that's on the board is to make the distinction between a schedule and a to-do list. So mm-hmm. I do my to-do list the night before. A schedule, which everybody always confuses schedules and to-do list, but a schedule has a set start and stop time. That's right. And so the one thing that the agents should all have at this point, and if they don't, they should certainly start doing, is a I'm going to wake up at this time and I'm going to go to bed at this time. And if they really want to be successful as possible, make that interval as airtight as they possibly can. But put in everything that they want to do, meaning, you know, I'm home or I'm leaving for home by this time, this time I'm having, you know, dinner, this is time with, with family, you know, what have you, Uh, or even if it's just to decompress and watch TV, but to have that to-do list. And one of my, one of my, my buyer agents actually, first one actually turned me on to, to a simple technique Hmm. that I think if my memory serves me, he said it was taught to him when his company was going through ISO 9,000 certification. Interesting. Uh, and then I found out, Dak Nebbit Donald Trump does the same thing. Like him or not, he was a pretty, pretty successful and prolific business guy. He took it a little bit to the extreme, uh, which is fine, but um, just, it, it really helps a lot. So I would say those five things, start off with those three in the morning. Yep. The night before is when you do that brain dump, mental, just flush, get it out of there. So you've got your to-do list. That's
1: great setup. Sounds like bit. favors. It sounds like uh, from the morning miracle, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, scripting and affirmations, and I love it. I love it. It's so great. It's a common theme we hear often, right? With people that are successful, as you start your day slow and introspectively, and then you're ready to launch.
2: Now, you right now. is there a book? With
1: yeah, it's that? called the Morning Miracle. Well, Bobby Darden, I didn't know. Well, my friend, you could have co-written it. It's exactly. almost exactly like- <laughs> I
2: all that. Know <laughs> that thing that you see sitting on the corner of my desk. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, spiral notebook. So every day I just write the date except for the weekends and I'll write, you know, both days. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, those five things are at the very top and anything else is underneath. And I color code them. Yeah. Uh, for me, yellow is yeah. things to do out of the office, blue are to do items, green are phone calls. They don't have specific time frames associated with them. It's just at some point during the day, I need to get those done.
0: It's great. That's we that's always right. have it. It's not in your schedule. It's not going to happen. That's so. correct
2: that's absolutely correct and it should be as airtight as possible so I mean you put in your morning routine your morning ritual mm-hmm. you put in when you're going to leave for the office and that morning ritual can include whatever it is that you need to do in the morning to get you going you right. know, think of it like um, I used to call it with my son when I was teaching him how to do property management for me we used to call it the uh, the catapult meeting every morning we'd have a catapult. so it's like a big catapult you know you're just yep. pulling that rubber band back 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 mm-hmm. back 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 and then you let go and zoom you're yeah. right there. Great, good for you. you know. Anyway, Jesse,
0: that's really fantastic. I, I you know one of the things, other than your book, it, just to wrap it up, we always want to find out from people, you know, what if you were going to recommend, if you had to recommend a book or two to a team leader or someone who's uh, a broker owner that made a difference for you in your in your career, what book would you recommend?
2: You know, Mike Ferry has a very good book out. Uh, it's probably yeah. hard to find, to be honest with you, right now, because it was written. I, I think it was written in the eighties. Okay, I'm not hundred sure it about that. Might have been in the nineties, but that that was a very good book, actually. And you know, the funny part about that, I'll just be brief. I started reading the book, and there was an agent here in the area that I, I didn't like very much. I didn't know him, but I just didn't care for him. Talk about just head trash. And now he's a really dear friend of mine. Figure that, that one out. Funny. But I found out that he was a Mike Ferry agent. And mm-hmm. so I put the book down, didn't pick it back up for, for years. Uh, but that's a very good book. There's another one. Um, what, do you remember the I name? What's it you know, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you, I don't remember. I mean, I've read it. it I read that thing. So many, I hate to say decades, cause that makes me seem a lot older than I am. Right. But um, there's another one. Hold on. It's right behind me here. The, um, the seven levels is another very good one.
0: Uh, Michael Mayer.
2: Yeah. That's yeah. a very good one, Great. and um, gosh, a mighty! I mean, there's so stinking many good oh, ones. Oh, many, huh? I mean, Raving Fans is a very good book, but it takes a while to figure out how do you up uh, implement that into your business. That's not real estate specific. Yeah, you know, I, personally, I don't know if there's a lot. I would say that there's probably far more books out there that aren't real estate specific that you can yeah. read and instantly apply. And if you want a really good one, uh, if you have a team. And it sounds yeah. like a lot of the people you're that you're going yeah. towards have teams. Yeah. Um, probably the best one I can recommend, which is going to be a funky stinking title is by a guy named Dan Kennedy. And it's called the no BS guide to ruthless management of people and profits.
0: Oh, great. I didn't oh, know he had a BS guide hi. for that. I have probably three or four Dan Kennedy, no BS books. Which and one? He's great. He's.
2: He is. I'm going to go hang out with him for a couple of days. Well, He'll only be speaking for a short while in uh, in June, mm-hmm. so he's he'll be uh, in Independence, Ohio. So, wow. yeah, right. neat guy, neat guy.
0: Yeah, certainly got the track record of you know someone who's got just the chops in, in direct marketing and and um you know it's a great franchise. The No BS books are a great mm-hmm. franchise uh, of it's stuff. So up. I didn't know he had one about managing people. That's
2: awesome. Yep. Yep, it's a very good book. Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. If you're a manager, you will be dog ear in just about every stinking page in there. And you'll go through about one and a half to two highlighters in there.
0: Yeah. Ah, that's great. That's um, great. I will definitely so, check that out. That's fabulous. All right. Uh,
2: well, Jesse, anything we should have asked that we didn't ask? that you just stole a question that I always use. There you go. Um no, it's it's a great question to ask. You know, it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. And so what should I have asked that you, that I hadn't, I don't, this is your podcast. I, I think that you've asked some, some good questions and I appreciate very much you guys uh, reaching out and, and asking me to be on. I hope I've been able to help maybe in, in some way, uh, the Great. listeners and the viewers.
0: Great. I Jesse, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way for them to reach out to you? We'll put them in the show notes.
2: Yeah. The, well, the easiest way is just by email. It's Jesse, J-E-S-S-E at richagentcoaching.com. Fabulous. Um and they can certainly go to that website as well if they'd like. Uh or they're welcome to call my office number. I mean, I don't mind giving that out. I'm not like one Shout of those. Shout it out. Shout out eight oh four seven four six fifteen twelve. My extension is one oh five. Great.
0: So we'll put all that in the show notes for people yeah. uh, to check out. But uh, you know. Jesse, just so appreciate your time. I mean, again, with the breakdown last week and being back and making oh, it. The level, just really, really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, yeah, we can't really thank you enough. Thanks. Well,
2: it. So appreciate great getting you. to know you. I appreciate uh, you guys very much. It's been a pleasure getting the chance to, to chat with you both. And uh, I'm just glad, Christine, you're feeling better. No question Thanks. about it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, Thank me too. Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Abundant Life Podcast with Christine Andreessen, Aaron Hinden, and today, Jesse Lennon. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day. Thank you for
0: tuning in to another episode of the Abundant Life Podcast. Brought to you by Christine and & Company and eXp Realty, the global online brokerage powered by top agents and cutting-edge technology. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. Your hosts have been award-winning brokers, Christine Andreasen and Aaron Hendon. For more on them, visit christineandcompany.com.